If you're ready to finally start putting the pieces together and get a head start on your sober curious journey, you've got to get in my program, Awaken Sober Living. The secret sauce that really brings it all together is asking the right questions and then actually answering them. And then we go a little bit deeper. So if you're over the trap of trying to figure it out with moderation and stopping and starting all the time, this is the space for you to get a whole new perspective and make space for something new to come through. And that something new is more of you. There'll be a link right here in the show notes for you to go on over and get right in there. You can also just go to visit my website, marywagstaffcoach.com, and we will get going. I'll see you on the inside. I'll be there for you every step of the way. Do you ever feel like you're outgrowing alcohol, that you are longing for a deeper connection to life? If alcohol is keeping you playing small and feels like the one area you just can't figure out, you are in the right place. Hi, my name is Mary Wagstaff. I'm a holistic alcohol coach who ended a 20-year relationship to alcohol without labels, counting days, or ever making excuses. Now I help powerful women just like you eliminate their desire to drink on their own terms. In this podcast, we will explore the revolutionary approach of my proven five shifts process that gets alcohol out of your way by breaking all of the rules and the profound experience that it is to rediscover who you are on the other side of alcohol. I am so thrilled to be your guide. Welcome to your journey of awakening. Welcome back to the show, my beautiful listeners. It's Mary Wagstaff. I am thrilled that you're here. I was just talking to one of our listeners today um, on an alignment session, and we were just talking about the frequency match and, you know, really one of the things that you're doing when you're changing your relationship to alcohol is you're raising your vibration. And I think this is, can be one of the thought errors that happens, um, with the the conflicting beliefs around alcohol. It's like, you know, when you're, when you're drinking and you're like footloose and fancy free, it feels like so much freedom, but the majority of the time it just feels like handcuffs, right? It's actually the thing that's like imprisoning you. And, really deciding in these moments of of clarity when you're feeling really good when you're not drinking is, you know, discerning the truth. And that is the process of learning how to reduce your desire to drink. That is the process of awakening from alcohol is discerning the truth from fiction, from the voice of the habit that, you know, you've just unintentionally bought into because, at one point it was probably just, you were having fun, you were young and all of these things. And now it's, it's not, it's not what it was, right? Because you've grown, you have different priorities and it's, it's lowering your vibration. And it probably always has been lowering your vibration. It actually creates holes in our auric fields. Um, everything about us is vibration. When scientists study matter on the most, um, the smallest level, the quantum field, we see that we can break particles down to what is just vibration and just light. And literally that is what we are made of, made up of on the smallest particle. And so vibration has a specific frequency and nothing has to be better or worse, but there are frequencies that create lasting pleasure 
in the body. And sound is one of those things. And we talk about that so much on the show is the actual words that you say. So the reasons for you changing your relationship to alcohol, the sound of those words create a vibration that has an imprint in the body. And what I like to believe about this show is that the words that I say create a specific frequency match in your body. They land, they resonate in a certain way that has you continuing to show up, that has you feeling into believing something new about possibility. And that's why when you we find ourselves in new situations, knowing that we belong. Like if we, if we, if we were attracted to that thing, um, for example, I'm starting, and I've talked about it on the show, I'm starting a mastermind. I've never done anything like this before. I'm a little bit nervous, but I'm more than anything, just excited about creating a con self concept. That's really in alignment with this, um, what I believe this mastermind represents. So it's a business mastermind. It's a, it's a coaching program, but it's about, but it's about business. It's about growing and scaling a business. And, you know, who do I want to be? What is the version of myself with the goals that I have for this work that I do? And there's so many layers to that. And this is for me, the opportunity um, to really hash that out in my mind to see what's in the way of that, what beliefs I have that are that are limiting me from that frequency that match I need to be to to achieve the the results that I want in that area of my life. And of course, it impacts the way that I show up for everything else in that. You know, that's what I did with alcohol. So the fact that I attracted and believe, you know, my coach and I believe in her message and I and I trust in her work, it's like, yes, I've never been in that r- specific room before, but I believe that I belong because I was there was a frequency match. Um, it lands with me, it resonates with me. So I just have to show up to generate the evidence for myself and maybe feel a little scared and feel a little bit nervous and you know, um, remind myself that I belong, that I was in the day I was born and that everyone there has my success in, is their, in their best interest. Everyone else there believes in me. Everyone else there has their own set of fears and insecurities and I'm there to support them and they're there to support me. Right. So, I just want you to know that these concepts that I'm teaching you on the show are available to you because you're here. Like you aren't special in the way that these will work for everyone else but you. So the frequency match that you're here right now listening means that the application of this these concepts are available to you to change your life. Now it's the thoughts, like I just rolled off a bunch of thoughts that I've intentionally created to show up into this mastermind to get exactly what I came for, to to know that there, um, I just created this really awesome thought. Um, this process, like the process of the mastermind or the work is creating dreams I didn't even know I had. I love that idea because I like, I love my life, right? Like I've been creating the life of my dreams since I was very young, um, doing what I wanted to do, having a lot of hardships, having meandering around a lot of wanderlust, a lot of drinking, right? But I've still 
knew it was possible for me to go and pursue things. And I really like my life. And so I always say like, my life is perfect, like my, like perfect in the way, in the sense of like, I'm provided for, right? And I do, I do believe in a sense of perfection, like that we get just, we get to decide if something's perfect, even with its flaws, even with its, you know, ups and downs. Like I get to decide that's perfect for me. And I believe that everything is a miracle and that miracles cannot be altered. Like they are perfect the way that they are. And I don't believe that, you know, discrepancies or, um, sometimes when there's arguments or bad days or like, I don't believe that that's imperfect. So you get to do what you want with that word. But so for me to just put myself into pos, because, because for me, there's a little bit of a limiting if I, if I think like my life, I have everything I need right now. I'll always have everything I need. So anything else is a bonus, right? Like I feel like I could be happy if Matthew and Emmett and I lived in our little like fifth wheel camper in the woods, like I feel like I could really be satisfied and enjoy that. And we would figure out how to make it work. Um, and so everything else is a bonus. And I like that, but I really like to, I had this thought that this process and the work that I'm doing here in the mastermind is creating dreams. I didn't even know that I had like that's so exciting to me to think that to think into the possibilities I don't even know of and that is what happens when you change your relationship to alcohol because it's there's such a void and there's such there's so many blinders on that first you have to start to just make space in these little bubbles of possibility i just coached someone this week that was saying like i thought i just wanted to like you know moderate my drinking but since working together i'm seeing into that like there i really feel like it's possible that like i could live an alcohol free life what oh my gosh like i know that feeling i remember when that switch flipped for me when i was like yeah i could live an alcohol free life and it wouldn't be awful like it might actually be way fucking better than it is right now, right? So it's these little moments of like these little awarenesses and that's what we're doing. And that's why it's the the process helps you before, during, and after. And so you, you don't need to take your last sip, right, to start the process because what we're doing is we're uncovering, we're growing your awareness and you can have growth in your awareness even while you're drinking, Okay. Now it's going to come to a point where you have so much growth in your awareness that you just know that drinking becomes like a moot point. You're like, that doesn't even make sense anymore. You can see it so clearly. Right. Um, and then you're just overcoming, you know, then there's, there's the chemical response and it's, it's layered, right? There's the two layers, there's the chemical, and then there's all your beliefs. And I used to think it was 50, 50, but now more, I think it's about 70, 30, where there's like 30% the the chemical reaction in your brain that's anticipating that reward. And the rest of it, the 70% is your beliefs, is your mindset, is your self-concept, is the way that you show up for yourself. Um, I just put this post on Instagram that said, um, let me see what it said. You don't need to count days to have a new relationship to alcohol. You need to count on you. And that's truly what it is. This process is all about the relationship you have with yourself, getting to know yourself, getting to dream into possibility, having your own back, 
all of the things. So today's episode, and last week I really encouraged everyone to go and leave a review on Apple Podcasts. I'll leave the link again in the show. It would mean so much to me, and it means so much to the women and other people. I do have men that listen to this show as well that are going to find the show and share it with someone, right? Like, you know, this show isn't just about alcohol. It's about self-inquiry. So please go ahead and leave a review on Apple Podcasts. And there is a, a meditation to help you move through some discomfort of sensation, um, on my website for you as a thank you gift. So today we're going to talk about what happens in a downward spiral, in the downswing of our cyclical nature. And I said downward spiral because it often feels like that. Like it could literally be 12 hours of one day, but we it, it's so intense and our brains are so absorbed in the the discomfort of the emotion that we feel like we're in a downward spiral. And a downward spiral can happen for days. It can happen for weeks. And, you know, it can happen for months. I've been a downward and I'm just using this term and I'll give you a couple other terms we can use um, that feel more, that have a better vibration in your body. Um, but this was just to be like, oh my God, what is it? You know, this is like the title of the show, like the downward spiral, spiral, being proactive versus preventing downward spirals. And you're going to see how being proactive is actually what will help, um, not necessarily prevent, but lessen the impact of a downward spiral on your life. So when I think about a downward spiral, it's that we, our emotions are getting the best of us. We are compounding the impact of a negative emotion in our life or, you know, the way we're responding or reacting to a circumstance. What we can also call this and what I like to call this, because I believe we are in this downswing of our life every single month. Um, And for some people, it might happen frequently. It might happen every single day, right? And everyone's different. Um, I also like to call it the waning phase or even the self-care phase. So if we think about the phases of the moon, we have that waxing, right? Which is gaining energy, gaining light. We go from the new moon to the full moon. And then the waning phase is... um, is the energy of the full moon is now losing light to go back to a dark moon. So that is a a way to look at it that feels more positive, right? So it's kind of this external expression of feeling really upbeat, maybe wanting to be a little bit more extroverted, social. And then we're in this waxing phase where we need to regenerate. We need to kind of come back to ourselves Um, but we don't see it like that, right? We see it as a downward spiral. We see it as, um, you know, that something has gone wrong, right? Or I'm, I'm, I'm being introverted. I need to, we, we sometimes even see like being introverted. I hear the, I hear people say, you know, it's like, oh, I like to be social, but then like, it's too much and I need time for myself. Like it's a, it's a bad thing. Right. And so, what I want to offer, I wrote this little song once about the phases of the moon, and it says, um, 
we are unbroken. It's only phases we move through, right? So we have this idea because we have been conditioned in a culture that looks linear, that you go from A to B to C to D to Z, <laughs> to Z right? That if there's these fluctuations in between, or if the balance is not equal, then something has gone wrong, then we are broken. But when you look at the moon as a representation, or you look at literally any other thing in the world in nature, which you are, you are nature, you're not a machine, just as a reminder, you are organic material, you come from the earth. Um, so when we look at the tides, or the moon, or the sun, or the seasons, there's no, it's there, the balance doesn't look even. That's not what balance means, right? Balance is there's more dark and then the, the opposite amount to fill the, the, to create the whole of light, right? So when you look at the moon, she's only full for, you know, a couple of days, right? And I mean, really only in one moment, but there, she, there's like this, the full moon energy is a, is usually around the day before and the day after. Um, it's like a two and a half day cycle. The moon's usually in like a sign for that long. So when we see that and we know that that is how we function as women, as humans, we can know that balance comes from accepting the the balance of the light and the dark, the balance of the self-care and the service, right? So we have phases and what we need to do is we need to just know this and we need to be able to have our own back in every phase because when we're judging ourselves based on these phases that are very natural to us or where we're in, we compound the downward spiral. We make what might just be an emotional day because our hormones are shifting and our body is actually using more energy to fluctuate our hormones or to shed the uterus, the lining of the uterus, or for whatever other reason that it may be. Um, that our prefrontal cortex doesn't have as much juice for that bat, for the prefrontal cortex battery, right? So we're like, oh, my body's actually doing something else that I don't really have control over. I might be able to control how I support that with more sleep, with more water, with um, just being in nature, right? Like we can support the nervous system when we need support. So putting this pressure on ourselves to always be in that linear phase and that upward swing of achievement and, and, and being external and always being on the mark is really limiting why we have phases to begin with, right? So knowing this, accepting this, and honoring that is going to be your first step in being proactive to preventing a downward spiral. And you can, I would just encourage you to not call it a downward spiral. (laughs) I would encourage you to call it the waning phase of my month or um, the self-care time of my month, something that actually feels compassionate and validating, right? So it's, so the reason that our proactiveness is understanding that and accepting that and being and really believing that this is true is going to prevent the downward spiral from happening where you are going to be able to recognize that you're actually in this particular phase 
and it's going to lessen the impact that it has on your life. This is how you are going to create prevention from by being proactive. So what causes these, these, these phases, right? And like I said, for everyone, it's going to be different. And you might think in your life, what is, what often causes these times in my life where I feel like I'm in this downward spiral? Is it when I have more work than I prepared for? Is it when my kids are with me, right? Maybe you have a a shared custody of your children. Is it when I'm around, um, you know, around my family? Is it when I spend too much time being social and I don't give myself enough time to regenerate? Is it when I am in day 20 or 21 of my cycle? Is it when I'm in day one and two of my cycle, right? Is it around the waning moon and the dark moon time, if you pay attention to the phases of the moon. So what can cause this? Um, Is it when I consume too much sugar, right? I know for me, sugar puts me in a really bad mood. So I don't eat ice cream before bed anymore because I wake up kind of feeling like I have a hangover. Um, Is it when I do too many... um, you know, set my, sign myself up for too many activities in a row. So knowing, like I would just make a list of what causes, what are some of the factors for you? And you can just guess, right? Like just get curious and then make, and then really write out. And you want to do this when you're kind of in that upswing, when you're feeling positive about life, life is good. You know that these thoughts are your true thoughts, recognizing what your this waning phase looks like for you? What are some of your behaviors? For example, for me, my behavior is to change the action, is to dis, is to think, right? I have a thought error that everything that I've been doing is wrong and the external all needs to change. I need to have a new offer for my business. Um, Matthew needs to have a new job. We need to live somewhere else. I need to sign up for a different training, maybe work with a different coach, right? Like I'm looking to change. I'm looking to change the action, And I think that's how I'm going to get a different result. That's how I'm going to feel better in that moment. But what do I know is the truth, right? And this is creating my life intention is that commitment and consistency is actually how I produce the results in my life by showing up to get better at the same thing is going to help me generate more consistent thought, more consistent results in my life, right? Um, I also know that it is my thinking that creates my emotions, right? Or vice versa, sometimes I just have an emotion that I'm judging, right? And then my emotions and my thoughts are intertwined. So what I'd like for you to do right now is really commit to the belief right now that when you are in a downward spiral or a waning phase, that your thoughts are thought errors. And this will save you. This is what saves me. 
just knowing that whatever you're thinking in those moments, like you write this out when I'm in these moments and write down all your tendencies. I'll call Matthew a lot. I'll spend a lot of time on the phone with him instead of trying to solve my own problem. Again, like I'll sign up for a free masterclass. I'm like spending more time consuming content on other people's Instagrams. Like I'm not trusting myself, right? Those are my tendencies. So if I know what that looks like, I'm going to be more easy, easily to nip it in the bud. Something else that um, can trigger that, what causes a downswing, right? is parenting, <laughs> frankly. Um, and I've got, I've put done a lot of work on this this year where um, Emmett's emotions, the way he just responds naturally to like his own life circumstances, I have a thought about. They, they've impacted me in the past. Like I, it's like, oh, I don't want him to feel this way or I want him to feel better. Or why is he feeling like that? So I take it on. And what I end up doing is I make it worse. I make it worse for him and I make it worse for me. Instead, what I've decided is he gets to have his own response and it means nothing about me, right? He, and in fact, when it means nothing about me, it resolves itself. So that's another thought I had. Emmett's emotions will resolve themselves and I'm always here for him to just validate his experience and make it not mean nothing about me. So I know that if Emmett's having a day where he's in a downward spiral, <laughs> that like I will recognize that from the beginning and I set myself up with no expectations. A lot of times like going to pick him up from camp, he doesn't want to leave and he like runs from me and he like hides and it feels, it doesn't feel good. But now I know that he does that. And so I just don't make it mean anything and I got to go pick him up and I got to carry him out and it's fine, right? So and he does the same thing in the morning where he doesn't want to get dressed and he doesn't want to go and not every every single day. But so instead of making that mean something about me, I know that, that I have that tendency. I've had that thought before. And so now I've created new thoughts that he is allowed to feel however he wants to feel and it means nothing about me and it will resolve itself without my needing to do anything, Right. But when you're in that downward swing, so you want to get clear about all of this beforehand, right? And then you're going to, you're going to notice it on like your first, this is when you're going to start noticing, you're going to start noticing your behavior, right? So understanding what is your behavior. And then the other thing that you're going to write down now when you're in your upswing is, or when you're in your waxing phase and you're in more alignment with your truth is... What will you say to yourself? What will be some thoughts that will remind you of this truth, of this fact, of this reality? That's just a phase, right? I mean, that the that old saying, this too shall pass, is really powerful, right? Some things I like to tell myself are you're doing a great job, nothing has gone wrong, and today let's just rest your brain so that. And tomorrow, there will be more clarity. If you rest your brain today, tomorrow you'll have more clarity. Nothing is going to change overnight with an action, right? Like I'm not going to all of a sudden like 
I don't know, move and like do all of like all of the making all of these decisions that all these actions I think I need to take. And then what is like the one thing, how will you recognize it? The way that I recognize it is when I call Matthew in the middle of the day, (laughs) instead of sitting down with myself, right? I recognize it when I want to buffer by talking about it, by basically complaining, by complaining my problems. That is my trigger. Like that's my cue to myself that I need to have my own back, that I need to come back into alignment with these truths that I know. And I need to, when I start making my, um, my emotions that feel, you know, heavy or negative, when I start making more problems, like there's the things that are fine most days when I, when those start to be problems, when I want to literally throw things in the garbage, like the food in the refrigerator, um, when like there's too much stuff, that is a cue for me that I need to go find a place to rest. I need some peace. I need to remind myself that this is just a phase. And the more I rest today, the more I take in action, the easier I will move through this, the more graceful I will move through this. And it's okay to feel. Okay. So this is the work that I want you to do this week. It is going to save you. Be You can prevent these downward spirals by being proactive and you can lessen the impact that they have on every other part of your life. So you're going to recognize what this waning phase looks like for you, what causes these, right? Whether it's chemicals, whether, you know, alcohol can obviously play a role in this, um, committing to the belief right now that it's an error in your thinking. Like just write that down when you're in this phase. My The thoughts that I'm having are, are an error. And then what else will you say to yourself to validate, to comfort, to co- be compassionate, to understand? How will you recognize? What's the one thing you know you do every time that that's going to be your cue? Okay, it's time to go, right? And then Note, you know, like that noticing how it compounds and then what, what are you going to do? How are you going to soothe yourself? What action or inaction will you take instead of compounding this downward spiral? You are amazing. You've got this implement this one tool and your life will change. Hey, if you are finally ready to get alcohol out of your way for good and discover what lies ahead, I want to invite you into the Stop Drinking and Start Living program where you will learn to do what alcohol does for you on your own, but way better. The best part is you don't have to do any of it alone. Just click the link in the show notes or visit my website, marywagstaffcoach.com to schedule a call with me where together we will plan the next phase of your life on purpose. I'll talk to you soon.